Hi and welcome to Beauty and Business. This is part two of a three-part series where I'm here with Al Wilson and we're going to be chatting a little bit about uh, pressure and stress. So let's get right to it. So hi Al. Hi Toby. Firstly, I just wanted to ask, um, essentially, why do you feel so passionate about beauty professionals in business becoming experts in, in, in uh, inverted commas at, at dealing with pressure? Why is that so important? Because I think that for me personally, I want to see my students, I want to see the community, our beautiful audience. I, I want to see them happy. And I know that success, having a successful business and being under constant stress, uh, unfortunately doesn't equal happiness and joy. And, uh, and I, I know from my own personal experience that it can be so. So uh, I, I think I'm passionate about it because, you know, when you know information, when you have the information, um, you want to share it. You, you want to be able to give that information and say, look, you know, how about this? You don't have to be under this constant overwhelm. I mean, women are dealing with so many things. And, and we mention this, I say this all the time, and no, no offence to the male population. <laughs> but women, we're different to men. We, we, we deal with things differently. We have so much more to deal with. Whether we put that upon ourselves and it's something that we do to ourselves at the moment isn't really what we're talking about. But the fact is that we do have and do wear so many hats in our in our lives. And when we decide to become a beauty professional that, you know, that wants to become a business owner, then what we're saying yes to, which we mentioned last week in Beauty and Business in part one, we're actually saying yes to a different level of pressure. And pressure for me is an innate part of life. You know, even young children experience pressure, like when a child or baby's hungry, it cries, there's a pressure that it's experiencing. Uh, when, for example, uh, any in any way, anything in our world, little toddlers, when they throw their tantrums, they're experiencing a level of pressure. And our job as parents is to help them to, to actually be able to deal with that pressure in a way that is is really um, works for them. So basically. you're not just talking about pressure as in from the outside environment and from other people. You're actually talking about someone can experience pressure from, from their own body, like you mentioned hunger. Yeah, I just think that um, absolutely. And I actually think that the more you become, the more skilled you become at, at identifying the what's going on inside of your own body what's actually occurring inside of you that's the first step to becoming an expert in dealing with pressure because really when you think about it you can't control what's coming in at you from the outside I mean can you really I don't know I don't know that I've worked out how to do that you, you can't... can try <laughs> are you trying to say that I do at times <laughs> No, not at all. I'm just saying that's that's often a cause of stress is trying to control what's happening absolutely, in the outside environment. Absolutely. So stress then is a completely different thing. Like you've just, you, that's just, you, that's amazing. What you just said is just absolutely key here. So stress is... is I'll take it a step further. Go, um, go I'd for it. I'd almost say that when whenever we try to control something in the outside environment, essentially what we're trying to control is, is uh, our own feelings about something. That's exactly Perhaps. right. Yeah, I really love that. And, and let's go into that. I want this to be a really fabulous takeaway for, from everyone, uh, for everyone Sorry, today. So yes, absolutely, exactly true. So, you know, when we, have, when we become skilled at, at, at really putting our attention where, we're, where our power is, so this is the takeaway, it's coming, just get ready. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> when, we, when we really start to get good at, experts at putting our attention where our power is, which is, is within us, 
you know, and we do feel pressure, whether it's something that's happened with a staff member, whether it's something that's happened with one of our children, with our partners. So to make this practical, yes. it, um, um, you're saying put our attention where it sort of belongs, I guess, which you're saying within us. Can you make that a little bit more tangible, a little bit more practical? Like it's sort of, it's quite a general statement to say, let's put the attention within, but what does that actually mean? What does that look like? What's the practical um, sort of application of that? Sure, a really good question. So when I say that, put your attention within, what I'm actually saying is actually look at and, and at what's going on inside of your own experience. So in other words, are you feeling pressure? Are you feeling sad? Uh, you identify what's actually going on and then you'll see that with that with the feelings that are occurring inside of you will we'll cascade a whole incredible like almost like if it's a volcano like lava of like thoughts that will come with that some people call that a story so for mm -hmm. example each and every one of us has these uh, incredible patterns that we've been so good at creating inside of ourselves so for example if we feel sad some of us go into contraction and we want to just hide and, and go you know become even sometimes passive aggressive I mean there's all kinds of labels we can put on things others if we feel angry we we, we want to shout and we want to scream for others we we internalize it it doesn't matter what you do but just get good at noticing what's going on inside of you when you know, and, and when something's occurring outside of you. So, for example, it doesn't matter what goes on outside of you. You can't change that, so to speak. You can influence it when you actually become an expert at dealing with pressure because then the way that you move, I'll just finish this sentence and let me just get into that mode, like the way that you move when you're dealing with the pressure is very different to how you would move or deal with a situation when you're not dealing with the pressure but you're coping and, and you're under pressure. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So, so step one, if step one is to um, identify what's going on inside you, yeah. identify what you're actually experiencing, what are you feeling, what would step two be? So step two would really be to be honest about that and acknowledge it. And it could be to say to yourself, look, right now I'm feeling really angry. And that, that, that to me, when I say that, if say, for example, that's a feeling that's coming up in me, just by acknowledging that within, I don't have to say it out loud. No one else need, needs to even know. It's not about telling other people because it isn't about other people. You know, it really is about what's occurring in your own experience and, and mastering, becoming masterful at dealing with what comes up within us. And in that way, we learn to deal with pressure. So, for example, you know, just that really honest acknowledgement of right now I'm feeling sad, right now I'm feeling scared, right now I'm feeling angry. And that's the first step, like an inner acknowledgement, an inner honesty. And then all of a sudden... You know, if for me, if I do that, I just get this like just rel relaxation because honesty always does that. If I'm feeling sad and I'm, you know, I can't acknowledge it, then I'm not going to be really being in my own experience. I'm going to be projecting outward and trying to change what's outside of me yeah, to was, change that. I was just going to say, it's like, it's like what you're saying is that that, that honesty cuts the projection. Everything all of the issues that you have with the outside world that are stemming from that perhaps unacknowledged feeling, as soon as you have a level of honesty in that, you're actually taking accountability and you're being responsible within your own experience. So then the context of it being all about someone else or something else 
outside of you is allowed to open and shift and you're actually acknowledging your own accountability in the situation as well. Yeah, isn't that just amazing? Mm. And isn't it beautiful? And it's actually turning things topsy-turvy. You know, we're so used to constantly focused on the outside and this is why we feel stressed. Because really, deep down inside, in our subconscious, we know we have no control of what's happening outside of us. We know that. Now, whether we're conscious of the fact that we know that or not, has got nothing to do with reality, the way that it moves. So basically, we do know we have no control. And there we are pandering, micromanaging, trying to fix the outside world so that we will feel better. And it never, ever happens. And it causes incredible stress. And the other thing that I want to share too is like when we, sometimes we have these internal battles, it's not so much even on the outside, like it's the outside world, so to speak, that something's happening, you know, with our children or in our business and and so on and so on. It's even uh, trying to change patterns by changing our behavior rather than looking at the core, like what's causing me to, for example, uh, not exercise, what's causing me to, uh, for example, not take care of myself. What's mm-hmm. causing me to not put in lunch breaks into my, my appointment book so I can have a break? Rather than trying to just break these, these behaviours. So there's parts of us that want to do that. There's a part inside that doesn't want to do that. And then we have this internal kind of dialogue. <laughs> we have this mm-hmm. relationship inside of ourselves where we're creating stress because we, we want to take care of ourselves. But there's a part that doesn't want to take care of ourselves. So this, that in itself is stressful. But if you go all the way down to the core of that and you really take a look and you think to yourself, okay, you know, what, what do I really know to do right now? Like, is it, of, is, it, is it of the greatest good for me to make a time in my appointment book to have a half hour, 45 minute, one hour lunch break every single day? And then we just, if it is, then we just do it. We're not up against anything. You know, a lot of the time we're up against our own thinking. We have this relationship, this back and forth, oh, I should, or oh, I should love myself, and, you know, we deserve it. And all of that is almost like a, an inner battle. So it's kind of like really looking at that and noticing, when do you do that? Because you know, there's no one really out there that's, against you you know when you really look at it there's no one really out there stopping you from taking a lunch break but your own thinking so there's this internal mechanism of this these patterns that we have so you've got to do like an intervention by just noticing wow what's best for me and then everything else that comes up any other thoughts that come up they just fall away because it's not what's best for you it's really such a simple beautiful pure way of making decisions so i I think that, um, you know, there's two sides to it. Yeah, when I'm hearing what you're saying, um, it seems to point toward uh, what comes to mind is uh, Dr. Stephen Covey's four quadrants where he looks at levels of importance and urgency and it's sort of a mini little time management system and um, his his goal is to spend um, as much time as you can in what he would call quadrant two, which is things that are important but they're not urgent. So what you've just described tends to encourage the focus to be on those things. Like a, um, a lunch break is certainly important. Having rest is important, but it's not urgent. So because it's not urgent, in its very nature, it's proactive. You need to proactively do it. You need to proactively do what you know. Whereas things that have, have a level of urgency cause reactivity 
in our environment because they have to be done now, they have to be done now, they have to be done now. So when you go through that process, when I'm hearing you sort of step through those, um, those steps, you end up at a place where you're looking and considering what's really important but not urgent. And that puts you in a proactive role in your life. So you're actually um, being responsible and taking the lead way rather than just reacting to your environment and being run by all of the circumstances around you. That's amazing, Toby. While I'm listening to you share that with me, I love that. And, and the, the reason that I love it so much, I'm going to share it with you now, because it's just, it's allowed so much to come up through me around urgency. Women are living, especially salon owners, the majority of the time we live from the sense, that quadrant of urgency, like basically our entire day from morning to night. And I, I, I'm going to be brave enough to say this, you know, and I think that our audience will agree. As women, we are reactive because we have this maternal gene inside of us, you know, it's part of who we are. We're reactive with our children when they cry, when they're babies. We're constantly in that reactive mode. It's almost sort of kind of a natural place for us because we're, you know, our baby wants a hug, we give it a hug, it needs us. So we're constantly reacting and in a way. Um, I'm not saying that that's a true way of being. Like we can, you know, what's true for me, I think, is to be responding to that. But we do get into that place of urgency where everything's got to be done now, now, now. Lunch, school lunches have got to be made. Then we've got to take get dinner. We've got to, you know, do all these things, take care of our staff, make sure our clients are fine. So we live out of that quadrant of urgency more than we need to. We don't take that time. And that's stressful. That's actually very, very stressful. That's the quadrant of, of, of stress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, isn't it? And, and it would be really great for everyone listening today if they actually would take a moment to, to just reflect on how much of their day do they spend in that quadrant? Like how mm. much of their day do they spend there? And that they can, they can see that there are other ways of actually dealing with their day. I mean, that would be the beginning, wouldn't it? It would be, first you've got to identify what you're doing that isn't working before you can actually even begin to get honest and try to create any level of change. So I think that um, what's really, really important is that we really just uh, begin to look at how much time we're spending in that urgent urgency quadrant and we can create the change when we look at what that 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 feels like in our bodies if that brings up a anxiety if it brings up fear if it brings up sadness by really just being able to acknowledge that and being with those feelings and going okay so I'm feeling sad about that I feel powerless I feel helpless that's a real beginning because it's real honesty and through that, you actually really are beginning to learn how to deal with pressure because every feeling or emotion that comes up that is building inside of your body, it builds a level of pressure. So, so the, the takeaway for today, the beautiful takeaway for today, is just honest, being honest and acknowledging what is actually going on in your experience uh, right now. Yeah, if, if that's not the first step, you can... Um... It's, it's so clear how that can just layer over the top. Unless there's that honest acknowledgement, then whatever we perceive inside ourselves as being the cause of our stress is, is going to be misplaced. 
We're inherently not going to be able to see it unless we've got that first point of honesty. Because with that buried, with that sort of moved into an unconscious portion of our mind, so to speak, straight away we're going to be looking and all of our looking is going to be based on this subtle dishonest foundation where we feel one way but we're pretending or wanting to feel another way. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting and that is stress. That's that's how we build Absolutely. stress. So coming back to and pressure. And a holiday is not necessarily going to fix that. Well, no. And <laughs> this honesty. Is, yeah, and this is this is why I'm so passionate about this because this is the foundation. When, when someone actually understands this and gets this right down to their core, then their, their business cannot be anything but successful and also a joyful experience. You know, there's enthusiasm there, there's inspiration, because what stress does is it dulls us. It dulls our creativity. It dulls our inspiration. Um, it dulls our energy overall. And so what we're left with is just coping. And then, of course, you know, the flight and fright kind of response, adrenal fatigue for women that are constantly giving and giving and giving, and all kinds of other medical conditions. And, and, and even you can even go so far as to say depression and so on and so on. So what's really, really beautiful about this particular um, podcast is that the takeaway is, is really honesty. It's really bringing your awareness, your attention to what's going on inside of you. And, and knowing that stress is created when we are trying to control our outside world, really understanding that. And that is like a foundation. It's like a layer that we've just sort of like laid down for everyone. And, and of course, we've got so much more to build on that. That's just really the, the beginning. I think an important point just to add, just um, while I'm thinking about what you've said, is that when you acknowledge, I think when you acknowledge the feeling that you have about something, it's important for that to just be... Um, almost left as, as as it is so if it's that i'm i feel angry or or whatever it is it's not there's no because da, 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 and and spinning off spinning off that spinning off into a story spinning off it into it meaning something about someone or about something and that sort of path so it's it's almost like a barren naked acknowledgement of it and then that's and then that's it you know it, it's uh, the vulnerability it need, yeah it is it is vulnerable um and you know aren't we well, i think we're being really brave talking about this you know i really think that some people are going to absolutely love it and i think for some it may even be a little bit confronting because what we're saying is that hey what you're feeling inside of yourself is your responsibility and, you know, it, it really, when, when we become responsible for what we're feeling inside of ourselves, instead of projecting it out onto the outside world, to other people, or to even to the economy, the world, whatever it is that we want to pick, I mean, we're so good at it, aren't we? We're so good at doing that. When we take responsibility, what we're saying is that we want to claim our power back. We want to actually be authentic. And we want to not only have a successful business, but we want to have a happy life. And, and what's so beautiful about this is that we can see that that is the power to do that is in our hands. And, uh, and that uh, no one can, can take that away from us. That we really absolutely have all that it takes to have a successful and and happy life. Thanks, Toby. Thank you.